welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Podcast. And this is Priscilla McKinney. I'm the Mama Bird here at Little Bird Marketing, managing all these creative peeps. And today I have a really special guest on. We have a great story. More importantly, we have a lot of industry talk to go through. So welcome to the show, David Reimer. Hello, how are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so glad to have a fellow content marketer online. This is so awesome. Absolutely. I always love talking content marketing with other content marketers. Uh, I love talking content marketing with anybody, but it's right. more fun with I know, uh, other but content marketers. Do you think that makes people like avoid us at the holiday parties? or? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for different reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hey, you know, I have a degree in cultural anthropology and a minor in political science, so I'm good fun at holiday parties, I think. It depends on which holiday party in your company, I guess, right? Right. Especially in this day and age. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and it probably also depends on exactly uh, how much alcohol is being served at the party, too. <laughs> so there's that. But you know what's so funny? We have known each other for quite a while. You are the principal and co-founder of Magnificent, which is such a cool content marketing agency. Let's start there and tell us a little bit about Magnificent before we go into my favorite little Venn diagram about the you and me universe. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're um, a fairly new company in terms of when we were founded. It was about 16, 14 months ago, something mm-hmm. like that. But we've been doing um, content marketing for over a decade, actually, before it was even called content marketing. Right. And we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we so we ended up uh, just having a lot of success. I say we, my team that we were working with. Uh, having a lot of success with the marketing that we're doing for this company and uh, we decided that we wanted to kind of spread our wings and, and spread the love to other companies because it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's one thing when you're working on one company, which don't get me wrong, especially with some of the really cool things some of these big companies are doing. It, it could be a blast, but I enjoy working with uh, all different kinds of companies and and, and personally, not to get too mushy-gushy about it all, but we do want to leave our mark on this world. And, and I think one way that um, we'll be able to do that is when we're able to to really help any and all kinds of companies, be it nonprofits, small businesses, friends who need help, you know, just anything like that. So I you know, really wanted to create an agency that could um, kind of cover all your bases, you know, from web development to you know email marketing seo whatever you know seo can mean so many different things these days but you know <laughs> sem just all over the board just right. so you know we've you know we've we've gathered up a bunch of talent made a lot of good relationships and now we're able to kind of help any and all types of companies and it, it's uh, as we grow and get bigger um uh, you know, we, we definitely want to give back and, and uh, you know, apply some of um, these on, you know, on non gratis basis and stuff like that. And the only way to be able to have done that is to do our own thing. Right. And so we uh, have the opportunity to have a blast doing it. And, and uh, also at the time, I mean, also have the uh, kind of hope and vision that we're going to grow into a large agency and, and, and give back and make our mark. Well, I don't think it's all mushy-gushy to talk about wanting to make a mark and to do something meaningful. And I think that's what really lights me up about content marketing is this foundation that it's on of absolute good writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. this idea that, you know, people, <laughs> please write something that people want to read. People ask <laughs> that, me, That's the challenge, isn't it? It, it that, totally that, that is. is. And clients yeah. ask me all the time, it doesn't matter if it's a website copy or a video or brochure or what, which, you know, we're not allowed to say trifold brochure in this place, but brochure, copy, whatever it is, right? They always ask me, how long should this be? And I'm like, 
as long as the content is good. <laughs> That's how long Wait, it should how, be. I know, right? How, how many times does it flip-flop between long-form content's the best? You know, right. do short, you know, get a lot of smaller snippets, more, you know, it just keeps flip-flopping, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I think that's the best answer you can give is um, it needs to be as long as it needs to be. Right. You know, some of them will be short and some of them will be long. Right. If you, yeah, if, if you've said, if you've made your point and you've made it well, then it's time to go home. <laughs> yep. Um, I hear you. Well, let's talk a little bit. We, I have some a couple of really good stories I want to ask you about and have you shed some light on because I'm a little bit privy to some of the projects you've worked on. But let's explore just a little bit the world of uh, David Reimer and Priscilla McKinney. So this is our little Venn diagram. I wanted to start with something that we could not possibly have in common. So I usually try and share a fun fact I don't think that you would share. But why don't you give me one of yours and we'll we'll see. Well, you, you know, see if you can best me. Maybe maybe it's something I do have in common with you. Well, is, is the winning prize who's who's is better or who's is more humiliating? Because I, I, <laughs> why I think, are you are you up I, for one I, of those? I think I'm going to win on the humiliating <laughs> one. Yeah, I, I I would say the probably the most unique thing as far as what I'm different in such in the sense that nobody else <laughs> has done this. Okay. But I I lost a, a bet about 16 years ago actually to my uh, partner here at our firm. Uh, me and a buddy lost a golf bet to him and his buddy, and I ended up having to get a KU tattoo on my butt. Oh my gosh, KU, you do yes. really well around here. That wouldn't be ter- terribly humiliating here. <laughs> but, well, yeah, it, you know, at the time, I, I really wasn't happy about it, you know, but uh, we, we had one of those, you know, we were 24, I guess, yeah. and uh, one of those nights, you start drinking, and then, you know, we were in the midst of all these different bets within friends at the time, but it was more like grow a mustache, shave your head, this kind of stuff, right. but it just escalated and escalated and <laughs> How far can we go? And it ended up being a tattoo. And uh, I really thought we were going to win. Yeah, well, I do have you, you do have me bested there. I do have a tattoo, but no, it was not because of a bet and it is not on my butt. Um, but uh, I have to share this with you. I have a really good friend named Lane who has a tattoo on his leg, literally, that says tattoo. Ah, yeah, <laughs> it's the yeah, best one. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know if I can get another one because I, you know, he's got me beat on that one. So. Uh, but, you know, is that your dog's name? Is that your nickname? Right. No. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to share one I don't think you'd have in common, but I worked with Will Farrell when I was oh, putting myself oh, oh. through school. It, I was working at Wells Fargo as a teller. And nice. yeah, and he was a teller with me and it was loads of fun. What? I have to say Are that you was serious. Yeah, I'm totally serious. That was the, the year he was discovered it. He lived right there near his parents lived in Irvine. And uh, that's he insane. Was, yeah, yeah. He was discovered that summer. So yeah, that's kind of crazy. Was he hilarious? Yeah, he's totally hilarious. But, you know, I had this girlfriend, Jill Gable, who was my roommate at the time. We were both working there, too. And Jill is so funny that working with Jill and Will was just ridiculous. So it always cracked me up because when he went on Saturday Night Live, he did this one sketch about going to a bank and how this is we we do change. It's like if you bring a dollar, we'll give you 20 oh, nickels. You know, was like he part of that? Yeah, I remember was, Neelan, Kevin Nealon. Yes. Did that, right? Oh, my gosh. And it was so and funny. How do and we I just, make our money? Volume. <laughs> volume. I will never forget that skit. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was good. So I that always made me think of our uh, work shifts. But uh, oh, I, you so awesome. you did give a nice humiliating one. So I will tell you a funny humiliating one about right. me. I did after going to the restroom. I did accidentally tuck my skirt into my underwear and walk across Uh-oh. an entire like professional office full of uh, male oh. engineers oh, with no. my heels I'm on. Sorry. Click 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 down the whole hallway. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. Now, they were I'm looking sorry, at no. me, as you can imagine. <laughs> and all I could think was, damn, I'm good looking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, hey, that's making lemons, uh, lemonade out of right. lemons. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> no, you are an idiot. <laughs> so here's a couple things we have in common. Obviously, we both own content marketing companies. I also love the fact that you and I are very pay-it-forward people, and we like talking with people that I think other people would consider competitors, but yeah. I don't see the world in those kinds of scarcity modalities, and I don't think you do either. And I love the way you bring a lot of uh, great marketers, really great writers, industry influencers, thought leaders around you and say, let's just stoke this up, guys. This is good. Mm -hmm. And let's yeah. all do better work. No, absolutely. I, I'm an absolute 100 believer in the abundance theory. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you, I, I almost think you have to if you're going to be successful and happy. I mean, I right. guess you could <laughs> make a lot of money and everything. But if you're thinking you're always competing against everybody, then you're always going to have that anxiety and that negative kind of rush, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I used to be that way. I mean, it's not like I've always had this line of thought. Um, I used to, you know, and they, even before when I used to interview people, uh, you know, we'd, uh, or I do interview people, you ask about their biggest strength, biggest weakness. Right. You know, I don't really ask those questions anymore. But back then I did. And I remember thinking to myself, what would I say? And I remember saying to myself, I'm too damn competitive. You know, being competitive is good to a certain extent, but it, it can go out of control. And then, you know, so, you know, over the years, just start reading books. I read marketing books and I read spiritual book. That's basically what I read and uh, just kind of started to develop this line of thought and uh, really just transform myself. And it was just, you know, the, it, the world is abundant. The universe is abundant. You know, it'll, it'll provide you what you need. And um, then when you look at that through a, like a marketing landscape, you know how many companies there are out there? <laughs> you know, there's so, this world is humongous. So, uh, just start spreading the good word, you know, collaborate, you know, help each other out and it'll come back to you. You don't know when, you don't know how, but it but it will. And as far as, you know, talking and collaborating with other marketers and other content marketers, have them on our podcast um, all the time that I know could potentially, you know, have somebody choose to work with them instead of me. But I don't I mean, whatever to that, you know, it, it's a matter of just you know, spreading the good word of content marketing. I'm, I'm such a, just a, just a huge believer in it. And it's such a beautiful way to market yourself that, um, I just want to, you know, keep spreading the word about that so that it becomes more mainstream right? and more, there's more business for everybody because I mean, you look online, you, you know, people are looking for digital marketing services or online marketing or SEO. Mm -hmm. I mean, those terms, you know, from a volume standpoint, absolutely dwarf content marketing searches, you know, so, you know, we need to flip that script and let everybody know what this is all about. Right. Because you know how we make money volume. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, but that I'm here, telling you, I, yeah. I haven't even seen that skit like in 20 years, in 15 years. Oh, I don't know. Just so we can totally digress, which I do on my podcast so often. Please. I think my favorite still is colon blow. 
I know that one too. Comedy bold. Yeah. <laughs> one of my one of my almost new favorites is just the one that came on last week, this last weekend mm-hmm. with Casey Affleck and uh, the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you gotta check it out. I it's didn't hilarious. see it because I, I do know it's, I, I get what they would be parodying in the new, the Dunkin' Donuts, the actual customers doing it. So yep, yep, okay, yep. I'll I'll go check it out. I ha- I haven't seen that. I love it when they parody That's more hilarious. marketing. So back to one little thing you said about competition, and I just wanted to add something there. I I think you're on to it in the sense that competition itself is not a bad thing. It's when we fail to see the other people that we're competing with as worthy. When it becomes a worth game, that's when things are flying out the door. People win or lose on a particular time. You may do a better piece of content marketing. I might do a better one on something else. We might do a better campaign here or there. We're all competing in the sense of like trying to always get better. But, Uh you know, we have a saying here at Little Bird Marketing, too, that is work your work job and not your worth job. Uh Because I hate that old adage of you're only as good as your last piece of work or whatever it is, whatever the, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, I hope not. People, yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, people are intrinsically worthy and intrinsically worth the time and the investment and the patience to get where we need to get. And so, competition for me needs to fall within that sense of total respect of not only yourself, but everybody else around you. And then I say, it's so fun to compete. Mm -hmm. It's so fun to say, how good can we get? I do think there are so many cool things to look at that are getting better. And just think about, and I don't mean about, oh, it's so efficient. I don't know that efficiency is the most highest goal to be praised, but even with apps and things that you and I are in the world of developing these things and marketing these things, when we solve a problem for a potential client or the client of one of our clients, there should be something amazing in that. And we should compete to be able to solve people's problems as quickly and as uh, fluidly and as uh, comprehensively as we possibly can within our own God-given talent. So I do like that sense of like, come on, giddy up, let's figure it out here. Mm-hmm. So, and I hear and that in you. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 I think that's where we, I think we connect on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look how, I mean, just learn from yeah. other people. I, I'm all, I'm constantly reaching out to these connections I make when I get stumped and I'm online and I'm researching and I just don't, something's not clicking for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly reaching out and learning from people. And I, I remember this, uh, I said this, I'm a little embarrassed to say it. Uh, oh, at this it point, so how many embarrassing long. things have we already said? <laughs> this is, this is like, I'm more embarrassed about what I'm about to say okay. than, than, than the tattoo on my butt. But it was long, long, long time ago. So I was really young. I think I was 23 working and I was having some success in sales. And I remember saying, you know, I think I said it out loud even. I, you know, I think I'm probably in the top 5% of salespeople in the country or the world mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And Oh my God, looking back at what I used to do and what I did know and and everything, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have been more off base just in, in the actual literal sense of it, mm-hmm. but just in that mindset. And mm-hmm. throughout the years, I've, oh my goodness, I've I, I've completely flip-flopped that. I, I know, I, I mean, obviously everybody knows a ton more 17 years later, but the more I learn, the, the more humbled I'm getting, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, oh my God, there's just so much that I don't know. Yeah. And I figure that's 
pretty decent quality because what it's been able to allow me to do is reach out to these experts without feeling um, stupid, right. you know, without feeling bad that I don't know something. It's okay not to, you know, in, in these relationships, I, I, I draw on them all the time. I mean, yeah. Gina Dietrich just uh, helped me immensely with this email marketing flow the other day and she said I was cheating and I said, well, if cheating means asking smarter people for help, then that's all I do. <laughs> and, I'm all for uh, it. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I reach out to you know Michael Brenner's my uh, mentor, and I reach out to him constantly, and just asked him, had some buyer journey questions, and I was mm -hmm. like, I just need some help here, mm -hmm. and reach out to Andy Crestodino all the time now for online advice here and there, and mm -hmm. so when you start making these relationships, you're not making them to necessarily um, look cool or even mm -hmm. to get followers or anything like that. You're making these relationships for for the you know all the the benefits of just having friendly peers to to reach out to and bounce ideas and bounce questions off of and it's um it's been a godsend for me to to kind of reshape my line of thinking and um and 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 it helps me just so much in so many different areas constantly well it's, and we're in I mean, such a new industry you know of course marketing is older than the hills but content marketing digital marketing you know these are things that are much newer and are evolving at an amazingly fast clip oh and gosh you and i are in it all day long we listen to podcasts we read books you know we reach out we're heavily networked i i keynote all the time so i'm getting to meet some interesting people and still it's just like you know i feel sometimes like how on earth can i keep up and uh, I talk a lot here at Little Bird about how one of my strengths is really demystifying things and not putting that like, you know, air of arrogance over clients or potential clients like as if, oh, just ask a question. I'll make you feel so dumb because, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm learning something new every day and I don't like using jargon. I don't like, you know, in any way even intimating that someone should know all the things that are out there for us to know. And I talk a lot about how clients or potential clients really almost confess to me what it is they don't know. Like I do get pulled aside in a cocktail party. It would usually be something like, okay, Priscilla, what is a hashtag? <laughs> yeah, know? right. And they're so embarrassed and people have made them no. feel so embarrassed. And I that is, exactly I don't want to be about. a part of that. No, no, and I hear what you're talking about. I know, I, yeah, I know exactly. I have the exact same thing, and I always just preface it, hey, just so you know, I didn't know what that was three years ago either. You yeah. know, and, and 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 that's that's what happens. I mean, I'm telling you, you get it's isn't it the weirdest phenomenon? The more you learn, the more humbled you get yeah. because you just start to realize that, oh my God, yeah. you know, if I've learned this much in the last five years or five months, you're like, what's ahead of me? What else do I not know? And it's just, especially in marketing, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it can be overwhelming. It's fun, but it can be overwhelming. It's just, I mean, it, things just change yeah. so fast. So, so fast. I mean, if now, somebody doesn't know something, well, that's right. fine. You know, I didn't know it either before I knew it. Well, and there's got to be, okay, so let's kind of break this down a little bit. There's, there's also some other thing happening here because, for example, things are changing so rapidly in brain science, okay? So mm -hmm. if you're a neurosurgeon, you might also be on this podcast saying, hey, Priscilla, it is brain surgery, number one. And number two, <laughs> it is changing so fast. But here is the rub. I think this is what puts makes our position a little bit more interesting 
and it feels like more volatile. I've never actually said this out loud. I think this is a good insight. But your and my world is one in which business owners all the way down to small businesses are now playing their hand, okay? If you're uh-huh. in the rapid changing neuroscience, only only people at the top are playing this game, right? But in uh-huh. your world, in my world, all day long, we're talking with someone who owns a company that maybe they're grossing under 250K a year. And yet they are having to deal every day with Google AdWords or Facebook mm-hmm. or what is a hashtag or trying to put an email marketing platform together or, you know, how am I going to do an opt-in page so I can build my email list and what should my email list look like and can I actually workflow it? You know, these are all things, you know, that are happening at a level of people who had no training to do it, right? Yeah. And so I think it's, and and yet they're they're expected, especially entrepreneurs expected to know how to do these things. Not only they're expected to know how to hire, right? They're expected to know how to insure their company, right? They're expected to know how to, you know, manage their salespeople, right? They're expected to lead with culture. They're expected to, and then you turn around in marketing and there's like 18 million things. Kai Kawasaki said, that social media is God's gift to entrepreneurs. And I totally agree with him because entrepreneurs and small businesses now finally have access to the tools that big, big media had. And we uh-huh. also have direct access to a client base. If we we build it, we don't have to go through, you know, the TV company or through cable or through the, you know, these, the old, the old, more traditional things where we used to have a buy our way in to talk uh-huh. to people. So I get it. I believe that is God's gift. On the other hand, it is such a burden sometimes for the small business owner. What to do? How yeah. do you start? What do you do on yeah, Monday? <laughs> no, I hear you. And and one thing it kind of, you know, gave me a little boost of confidence right when we were starting out is, you know, I was talking to, um, you know, this law firm that we're still working with and I, I would bet a whole lot of money his IQ is higher than mine, a lot higher than mine. And but when we started getting into um, marketing, I, I started to realize like how much they don't know right. and it, but you're just just in you're just enrich you know this is our life like every day I'm reading stuff like right. every day yeah. and every day I'm working and applying and going and then you go to the conferences and you read a book and I mean it's every, it's you're constantly learning and you don't you wake up one day and you realize like wow okay you know this this is why companies like us exist because we're spending all of our you know I didn't go to medical school but I I might as well have you know right. gone to probably a couple terms of it with with everything <laughs> we've learned on the marketing side yeah. you know throughout the year so you you wait you realize like oh that's not what they're trained to do you know I mean they're super smart people but if you don't you know spend a thousand hours on something you're not a professional you're right. not an expert and or is it a ten thousand whatever it is it's a lot and you know that that's why you know companies like us exist and that's why you know my tax guy exists and that's right. why the law firm exists. <laughs> And, you know, and and everybody has what they're good at. And that's what makes the world go round. Well, even Michael Brenner, you've already mentioned him. And I will say I really appreciate the way he puts things a lot of times because I think he is very good at articulating the fact that, you know, uh, what's going to continue to happen, regardless of how you do it or what tools you use, is that we are going to continue to build our own platforms as companies. We have to create our own custom platforms. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even know what that means. And so it's you already I already feel like, oh, I got to go back and explain to people what is their platform, their marketing platform. And I, you know, 
I don't mean to say something again, just in my, you know, what I explained, I don't want to say that so that someone feels like, I don't even know what my marketing platform is. <laughs> just your podcast, your social media pages, your channels, your, all these things that you have honed in, in a hub coming right into your place. So your whole wheel. Yeah. Okay. So that you mm-hmm. can say marketing platform, maybe we could say the spokes and your actual wheel and where your company's right there in the center. But I do like that he really helps communicate very clearly the fact that all these other things are tips, tricks, trends, and tools. But inevitably, at the end of the day, you're going to have to build your marketing platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think him and you. Joe Polizzi say it all the time. Don't mm-hmm. don't build your house on rented land. Right. And um, and that's why you know it's so big about owning. Basically, it starts with your blog on on your website, something on your website, you mm-hmm. know. And if you build this huge Twitter following or Facebook, all those things are great, powerful things to drive your space. Your owned land which is your website right. and that's the goal and yeah and they do connect it and michael renner is wonderful to listen to mm-hmm. yeah i mean he he's so smart but it you know the way he talks it's it's just he breaks it down in yeah. such a way that yeah. which everybody understands. Yeah. I, I i love it I, I ended a keynote just recently in chicago and i just had them um raise their hand they were a group of market researchers and I'm like, okay, let's, you guys like polling. <laughs> let's poll the audience. <laughs> I was like, okay, raise your hand right. for Uber. And then I had everybody raise your hand for Lyft, you know, and they all like, oh, you know, then of course there was like a fanatical breakout of, you know, what they should do, what they should use, et cetera. And I was like, right. great, that's fine. But when was the last time you got into the car, regardless of what company it was, and you just told the driver, hey, take me anywhere you want me to go? You would right. never do that with your life, but people do yeah. that with their brands all the time. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's Facebook or choosing like this, what Joe is saying about rented land, you need to be building your own house, your own marketing house, your own email list, your own connection to these people. Because if these these channels went away tomorrow, where would your company be in, in marketing? And I, Look what I, happened to Vine. Oh, my Can gosh. You imagine? Can you imagine building a business around that? Uh-huh. And then and then it just gone? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I mean, that, and, and who knows what's going to happen to Twitter? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Right. I think it's very shaky right now. Right. You know, I mean, what if you have a whole bu- you know, business built around it? I only can imagine. Yeah. That would feel so horrible. And then, but that's right when that happened. Joe was like, I'm not saying I told you so. But I, told you so. <laughs> but you know? I, told I mean, you so. don't do that. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Build, don't build your house on rented land. So, yeah, everybody out there, if you're going to. <laughs> be looking to start driving and, and building an audience. Yes, you have the spokes, you have your Facebooks, you have your YouTube. Well, you have, I guess you could own a YouTube channel, but it's yeah. not quite the same yeah, thing as your site, but yours. it's good, but <laughs> it's not quite yours. So, but you have all those spokes, but yeah, everything needs to be pointing to your site, your brand, your everything and, yeah. and growing that organic traffic eventually, you know, all those things will lead to that. And that's where your health of your company and your long-term success is solidified. Um, so you always got to be doing, you always got to, that's where you start. Now you go, okay, now how we can accomplish it right now. Right. Then, then we, we could talk for weeks right. about that. Well, I do have a sign in my office that just says, it's from a dear friend of mine after um, we had um, a fire in Gulf Art Studio, and it was just like very overwhelming, oh. <laughs> you know. Jeez. So started over uh, five years ago, and she gave me a sign to put up in my new office, and it just says, today, begin. <laughs> right. I was like, yes, and I know that it is very That's overwhelming. <laughs> it is. It is very overwhelming for a company to start building their own marketing you know, platform. 
and it does take time. I feel like when we really started content marketing for ourselves and really put ourselves through the rigor that is our services, uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was 18 months and also it almost felt, I'm telling you, David, it almost felt like a light switch went on where we just had leads and I was trying to figure out how to, this is my life now. I just handle the leads that come in automatically. I just called them a guy back a couple days ago and uh, you know, it was just like, it was my whole day. I'm like, I gotta get to that. I got these three leads. I gotta, I gotta get to them because I I have a commitment to get to them within 24 hours. And Uh I talked with him and I could see right on the end of my marketing automation, exactly he had searched for marketing company, Springfield, Missouri area at right on Bing. I knew exactly how he came to me. Nice. You know, and it was, yeah, the light switch. The, the light switch that probably went on was you probably started ranking, right? Oh and, my gosh, and it, totally. And, and right when that happens, and that's the thing about this, right? It's just like that's. And again, I've referenced Joe all the time. I've been learning from him the longest. But you know, another um, point that he makes is it just one of the biggest reasons for failure is you stop right before it's about to start working right. and and that's you know been a, and it's a challenge as a marketer and an agency mm-hmm. to convince people of that yeah. because come on i mean how many times have people been burned for this or that or just takes time and but you it, it is an investment it and is, you're building it is a not house. a magic pill it, i try and explain it to magic people pill. it's time. not a rocket ship unfortunately right. you know right. it's 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 a locomotive and uh, it takes time but once that uh, gets built up, it takes longer to slow down too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So absolutely. It just takes time. Right, you're right though. It's like it's right, right when it clicks, it clicks. Yeah. And but it takes time to 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 make those things happen. But you're, I mean, yeah, 18 months, it's about right, you know. And yeah. um, you know, for some companies, you know, smaller consideration type of stuff, meaning, you know, you don't, you know, buying a stick of gum is no right. consideration, low consideration, you know, <laughs> buying. A, a mansion or or choosing a marketing firm is a high consideration yes, absolutely. you know and absolutely. so higher the consideration the longer it's going to take to to click but for all businesses unless it's just a buy sell product you know like a t-shirt or whatever mm-hmm. it's going to take time but you know do know that you're building just a solid solid foundation right. and that's how everything's going to withstand the, the long haul is, is that part from the ground up. Yeah. So it takes time. People need to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's a challenge, right? Yeah. I mean, you want, you want to bring in people, you want to help them, but at the same time, you got to be forthcoming. You got to say, Hey, this is going to take X, Y, Z time, yeah. you know, make your decision, you know, and look at your budget and see. I do like that. Do- we have a real transparent, like project management system. We use Trello, you know, so that the client can see what's going on because there are those points when the client is like wondering what is going on over there. <laughs> and, you know, you got to work with a marketing firm where you absolutely trust their work ethic because I know it. People have been taken advantage of and, oh, it takes time, it takes time. And that's the flip side. The owners want to say, yes, but we need to know where are we going and how, what can we project? And so and that's I, tough, right? Yeah, it is tough. It's tough to we, do. We got to live right in that world. Okay. I've got two other things I want to talk to you. I could talk to you all day. Okay. Yeah, so in our Venn diagram, in the middle you have abraham reimer and huh. we have christopher yes. mcdougall no yeah nice Where's Chris, what is christopher mcdougall christopher mcdougall is our resident hedgehog <laughs> and it, it, it lives at the office yeah i wish i wish he was he were breathing 
but he's not. <laughs> but he still is our resident <laughs> hedgehog. So, well, but... unfortunately, Abraham Reimer, he he uh, he is looking down from us uh, from above now. Yeah, he he, uh, he I used to he was our office mascot for a long, long time, yeah. and part of my inspiration for doing you know this stuff. You know, we've been involved. My wife and I have been involved in this pet charity for decade now and um you know just was he was part of my inspiration you know and um, i'll probably get a little choked up talking about it he was my buddy and yeah we had to say goodbye to him about four or five months ago but yeah he i'm he'll live in infamy on the uh in eternity on the website yes, there yes <laughs> he will well i thought he was still teaching your uh bi-weekly yoga classes but i guess he's doing that in in pet heaven yeah no he he he's just he's still our calming 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 voice in here absolutely oh, oh well um, i wish i would have met abraham reimer it's awesome <laughs> okay he two awesome. two questions so we can get to uh um, you know, wrapping this up, but like I said, I mean, maybe we just need to have another one where we talk about, so, about uh, we have so many other issues to discuss, but tell, give everybody a little sense. I love what you did with Schweiky Media. Um, <laughs> and, you know, maybe give us a short view of like what content marketing did for that company and why you went that route and what were some of the, the biggest successes? Okay, this is when I was the uh, vice president of uh, sales and marketing for Schweiky Media. Which I should and, interject uh, is like a printing, online printing company and, and layout, magazine, layout magazine publication. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah we specialize in publication and magazine printing and graphic design services and the like. So, yeah, if you, anyone needs any good magazine or publication printing, just go to schweiky.com. Well, I highly um, recommend so, them, and that's how I met you because we, we did yes. use you all. And so, and that's even right. this is our a little fun fact is that. Schweiky had actually sent us a poster that was super cool, an RDMYK poster. We loved it. Yeah. It burned down in our fire. And we contacted you guys after it because we loved it so much. And oh, you, oh, that's right. I think that it was, was me. You contacted me. Yeah. Yes. And it was just a fluke. You know, we just needed some things that were like our, pl- you know, we just, we needed a few things of comfort. Look and that. we called you guys. Look and at that. You guys went yeah. to the back warehouse and stink and found that yeah. same poster and sent it to us. And it was just a fun little thing that was like great that's customer service. Yeah. I that was it. you. That's so funny. Yeah, that was me. I remember like searching around and I was, had no clue who you were or anything. Now look, it's led to, led to this. That, there you go. Paying it forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were the VP of marketing there. And so you, what, what got you thinking to move into content marketing with their brand? What got me thinking at that time was what else can we do for our, our customers? You know, and we've always been forward thinking there in the sense that, uh, you know, a digital online magazines, n- not a big deal in this day and age. But 15 years ago, um, we were like, had to be one of the first, you know, printers to start offering that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then you get into, then there was like QR codes and augmented reality eventually, I guess. But that was probably <laughs> after the, the line of thought here. But I was thinking, what, what? What else? You know, what else? I just kept trying to power. What else can we, you know, add on? Because I was doing a lot of sales at the time, so I guess I had extra motivation. Right. And so then I was thinking, well, well, education. Why don't we educate people? You know, let's let's do that. Let's start, you know, teaching them about 
sales and advertising sales and, and design and, and marketing and email marketing and whatever, right? So I was just, it just was like, let's do that. And, you know, obviously made some mistakes at the beginning of it. Uh, it was more of um, if you, you know, print with us, then you get access to all this great information, right? <laughs> and I, I was doing it wrong in that sense, but we're at least had the overall thought process correctly of just being a helpful resource. And and this is back in the day we um, have had the great, great pleasure of, of knowing Joe Polizzi back before he started Content Marketing Institute and even before he coined that term content marketing and he's actually but was has been involved in the the webinar expert webinar program that we ended up creating for it from the very very beginning and uh just learned a lot from him and we started to um we finally flipped it on its head it's like what what are we doing how many people are actually printing with us because they have access with this verse how how many of them are just stoked that we're sharing and helping them are, are the kind of company that would do something like that, just mm. giving them that information. So we ended up spreading it out to the world and use it as a marketing vehicle. And at the time, it was just, you know, dialing for dollars. I mean, I, I, geez, Louise, I was just cold calling, cold calling, cold calling. <laughs> and if you want to know how to get burned out or if you want to know how to not keep employees or sales employees, make them do that, you know. <laughs> And it's the worst. It's the worst. I mean, granted, it gave me thick skin and all that, but and work ethic, I guess, because I had to work extra hard because we were doing it the hard way. But uh, so at the time, it was just all, all out, outbound, outbound, outbound. And then uh, I'd say about 95% of our sales. And then fast forward now, like 90, 95% of the sales come in from inbound leads. Yeah. And we have a happy and healthy sales team that has, each of them have been here for five to 10 years and it's because they're fielding good calls having good conversations and you know people are coming in a bit warm what do they say what 70 80 70 percent of the buying decisions made before somebody even reaches out these days yeah well geez is. well if you want to enjoy in that well you need to start being <laughs> yeah. helpful and so what we did is we created a webinar series and uh you know got people like joe polizzi ryan dorn kevin Knebel has been around he teaches about linkedin um and from there we've had you know i've added all kinds of speakers to the list marcus sheridan andrew davis and a lot of the same people now we're doing podcast interviews on ours and then we repurpose them and rewrite them for Schweiki as well and um, we just have a plethora probably 20, 25 just amazing experts and from there we've obviously incorporated email marketing and you know repurpose them that way you know we socially send them out through Facebook and uh, YouTube and even toy a little bit with Pinterest and you know Twitter and stuff so you know we really just have owned in on exactly all you know the best practices and how to do everything and that's kind of what led to Magnificent is Mm -hmm. because we just started having so much success that it was just one company and I was just getting a little stale I mean I'd been there 18 years 17 18 years (laughs) and it was just wonder how this would work for other companies right so so you got to check this out it's schweiki.com and it's s-h-w-e-i-k-i.com forward slash blog to go to the blog and you'll see there's the webinars and blogs and things like that so that's work that you've done and that's really how you got there but let's end here on magnificent and your blog Mm -hmm. because i think it is also incredibly worthwhile so it's magnificent.com 
And I think mm-hmm. you do a great job creating amazing content. Thank and you. really, you're welcome. It's, I, it's the most sincere compliment, I have to tell you. I love reading, yeah, I love reading your, your blogs, and I also appreciate that you give space for other people to talk. And I'm not just saying that because you asked me to contribute recently. <laughs> but, yes, you, you, will, you will be on there soon enough. Well, here's the funny thing. Let, let's talk a little bit about the piece that's coming up. But I have to tell you, you need to go check it out, magnificent.com. They're out of Austin. Okay. So you can get great content marketing in Austin and great food. So Yes. You know, and and music. great music, right? Yes, so yeah, yes, you kind of have it all. Well, I was joking around yeah. with you earlier because, you know, I used to live in Boulder and basically Boulder is basically Austin, just a little more north. So <laughs> Well, no, it's it's Austin what Austin used to be. Austin's grown a little bit, but you know, you find your niche and everything. But I love Boulder. I love oh, Colorado. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. Fine living there. That's so, that's a that's a great place. So what's really cool is let, let's let's kind of end with some of this about marketing predictions because you asked me to, to contribute and I know you got a lot of amazing other people to contribute, but can you give us a takeaway of like from everything you heard from, which is interesting, you had, what was it, 51 people that are in our industry, thought leaders, contribute uh-huh. to this piece that uh-huh. you did, which I'm telling you, that takes time. Good on you. That's mm-hmm. really, really great info for people. Um, but when you read through that and talked with all of these thought leaders, you know, what were you left with at the end? And what, what do you think you could offer to your clients and to your followers about where content marketing is going in 2017? Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely um, an overriding theme with a bunch of them, which um, which is good. You know, it's great. You know, I mean, it, I mean, there there's a bunch of awesome various tips. Obviously, from 51 people, you know, you're gonna have a variance. But there there are some uh, key points. Uh, many many experts are are continuously driving home, and and a couple of them are. Well, let me just start at the top. Is um, documenting your strategy. Uh, I think you know they've talked about this and talked about it, but now everyone's saying you have to do it. There's just so many details, so many things, and if you're gonna follow through, you've got to document it. And um, I, you know, to kind of point people to some good resources, just type in Content Marketing Institute, uh, document you know documenting your content strategy, and they'll have all kinds of resources, be it checklists, sheets. Um, articles to read over but there's just so much um, so many people saying that is a big deal uh, a couple other things that seem to be being talked about a lot is you know the personalization uh, for big companies uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do to to really personalize you know with some of the you know higher dollar um, uh, tools out there uh, but even but even on a smaller smaller scale is just the big push towards personalizing your content right. for the and then that leads into the whole serving the right content at the right time mm-hmm. there's there was a bunch of people mentioning you know just the buying stage buying cycle so, you know creating content and i i'm at, i you know at one point was at fault of this and the reason i'm not at fault of this is because i've heard people talk about it ad nauseum and i've learned and adjusted but you know you get into content marketing and then you just start producing content right? right if you don't have a plan you don't have a focus you start but i mean and it could still work and it still does did work i mean shoot i did it 
uh, with Schweiki and you know kind of just all over the place. So we obviously could have could have been and will be even more successful for them once we structure everything. But you have the buying cycle stages, right? right. And then a lot of times you just start putting them in. But the ratio. And this circles back again. Like I said, I learned a lot from Michael Brenner, but I mean, he had a good point, uh, a great pointer to give some people some focus on this or some direction. Is you know, let, let's just break the buying stages down to three. You know, you could say five, you could say seven, but it's mainly three: awareness, consideration, and purchase. And so um, he says, instead of a lot of times, companies will have backloaded like all this content about purchasing and all this stuff. But really the ratio is like for every one piece of content of that, you want 10 pieces of middle stage content, you know, comparisons, testimonials, um, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then 100 of awareness. Mm-hmm. So that really, you know, granted, you don't need to follow one to 10 to 100. But in general, a lot more up front, right. uh, some in the middle and, and short on the back end. And then so producing content in that way, now it comes down to serving it up to them at the right time. Uh, it's it's obviously difficult. Email is a little bit easier to kind of set up those flows. And socially, there's we're doing some internal stuff to help you watch this one. Then you're going to get served that one. So, but there's just a big emphasis on creating content for the right stage of the buying cycle, yeah. and then serving it up, walking people through. And then one other big thing that people mention a lot, but also I got from the Content Marketing World Conference, is the whole, uh, I guess, direction that Google's going with their semantic search. Yes. And there's one of those terms, you know, you don't want to say, but that's what it's called. But what it is, is it's basically um, user intent searches. Uh, you know, like you could say, hey, I'm looking for those big stone pillars in England, right? Um, <laughs> and, you know, they fill up Stonehenge, but that's that's what people search. That's what that's what's happening. That's what's literally happening. Right. And the cool thing about Google um, and even Facebook, you know, they're the big bad giants, but the good checks and balances with those two giants are that they're dependent on having a good user experience uh, for them to be successful. You know, if Google just was the same Google as it was five or ten years ago, I bet you anything being in Yahoo would be bigger than them if they would have allowed all those people who, you know, the black hat SEO and that, you know, link or keyword stuffing and that's the things that showed up. So they had to adjust and the way they adjust is giving what the people want, which is when I search for something, I want to find what I'm searching for, right? Right. So natural language has come into effect and there's a a lot of, uh, you know, just I, I would, I would, you know, really encourage everybody just to type in semantic, S-E-M-A-N-T-I-C, semantic uh, search, and then there'll probably be tons of resources for you to get a better understanding about it and how you can go about uh, doing that. But basically, you want to start optimizing your pages, not just for keywords, but for what the, you think that they're meaning. You know, right. what and else so, could say? It, yeah, like so synonyms. I, yeah, so they, what's going to happen is that some of this organic work that, that we've done, not, it's not going to go away. But we, your marketing company really needs to be thinking about how, how do we switch gears on organic, um, you know, keyword usage. And it, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it is going to have to change all the way back, yes, to one of the fundamentals. Is the work you've done in the past lost? No, absolutely not. No, but no, what no, is no, going you're building to, on top of, Yeah, you're going to yeah, have to, in order to build on top, it's kind of like that old adage of, you know, what got you here is not going to be the thing that takes you to the next level. <laughs> You know, yeah. and it is it is a shift that um, people really should be asking their marketing company. You know, how are they going to handle the changes coming up um, in Google? Yeah. 
So yeah, it. and one other thing that gets was mentioned a ton, and uh-huh. this isn't like just you know groundbreaking news, but um, you have to have to have to get involved in video. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> you have to. My and, contribution uh, involved video, so. <laughs> I mean, you must, yeah, you have to do it, you yeah. know, and, you know, really start creating a culture and, um, you know, uh, I'm going to be doing, I think, a podcast on with Marcus Sheridan here in a couple weeks about uh, getting, how, how to get your company to be like a video, you know, part of their working into the fabric of your company and your right. culture yeah. uh, and just getting that going and, and stop worrying about comparing yourself to this bang up Adidas or Nike commercial, right? Just start <laughs> doing it and you'll get better at it. But it's just, it's paramount. Yeah. It's so paramount to get involved with video. So if you've been thinking about it, about it, just start doing it, yeah. you know, start taping yourself from your computer talking about something <laughs> and eventually you'll get better at the quality, but just do it, yeah. do it, do it, do it. And then of course goes without saying, I guess, but just in case somebody's not thinking about it, everything you do, um, have mobile in mind. You right. have to check your mobile, see what it looks like on mobile, um, make sure it's optimized for mobile. It's, it's only growing and growing and growing. And I, again, that's not like groundbreaking, but for people listening that would need some refreshers on what all the experts are saying, it's the semantic search kind of, and that basically is following Google. You got to follow Google. You got to go where Google goes. <laughs> uh, video, they just say, it's, you know, everyone keeps saying this is the year, but he's like, I really think this is the one, you know, yeah. like where we have to do it. And then, of course, mobile. And um, and then, but before you do all that, you got to make sure you, you set your plan. You know, really set your plan and execute it. And that goes back to the whole documenting your strategy. Yeah, creating one. Well, that tees up for anybody who's looking at documented strategy. All of our plans, Business Accelerator, Startup Smart, our inbound program is a completely documented strategy that we've created as a proprietary program. And I'm glad to hear that. That confirms something that I felt intuitively a couple of years ago when I began to document all of our strategy because it's just too hard. You're right. It slips through the cracks. If you don't have a micro action already on the calendar, it will not get done. No, it won't get it's done. Not. No. And, and let me give you some kudos for that because studies have shown like very well under 50% of companies have documented strategies. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I would think if it's. If you did it two huge. years ago, but you were on the cutting edge of, of that. Right. Um, so pat yourself on the back. I mean, if you're if you're doing it now, you're you're ahead of the game. Two years mm-hmm. ago, you you were uh, well are well far ahead of uh, most all the other companies out there. Well, and here's the other thing: we got the benefit. We don't pull our hair out nearly as much as we used to. So right? <laughs> that's good. Right? That's yeah, totally good. Yeah. And and that's what I'm working at because we you know we you know we're we're working on our own documented stuff you know, currently because there's just, there's so many details. I mean, we can talk about content marketing. We haven't even got into on-page stuff, oh right? Oh my gosh, no! And, and doing all that. You know how many, <laughs> just like these checklists, and we use actually a Trello board to yeah. to do it. Man, that thing's getting big, but yeah. it's, yeah, it's necessary because you're right. You're not going to get those little details done right, and the details are where it's at. Well, tell people, I've, I've let them know you can be found at Magnificent.com. What's your Twitter handle? It's just at David Reimer. It's D-A-V- I D R E I M is and Michael H E R R just at David Reimer and our site's just simply uh, magnificent.com. Is that how are you are you a big uh, tweeter? Uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Big pretty thing. much okay. every day I don't, I don't tweet much on the weekends but mo- most all weekdays yeah awesome absolutely awesome. well David thank you so much for being on our episode and we've got a lot of topics I'll let our listeners 
write back to me and let me know what else they'd like to hear more from you about. Are you willing to come on and give a little more expertise in oh, 2017? 100%. 100%. Awesome. awesome. Okay. have you on our podcast here soon. Well, yeah, but when I'm down in Austin, we're going out to eat. That's all I'm saying about that. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, from Ponderings from the Purge, the Little Bird Marketing Podcast, this is the modern podcast for the modern entrepreneur. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.